And my mom was like, Mackenzie, are you afraid to have sex? Emotional trauma can be trapped in the physical body. I did discover that I couldn't have sex until I got married. Welcome back to the Dear Future Husband podcast, where we talk about all things preparing for and praying for your future or current relationship. Now, one of the biggest quote unquote perks that happens when you get married is you get to have sex. Holy intentional sex. And it's something that I think is misconstrued a little bit. It's like, oh, you have to wait. And then like, if you do wait, you have that first time and it's just awkward and uncomfortable and worldly saying yeah. you're unexperienced. Now you waited and we had sex, not just on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. That's right. And had a crazy years. So I've been actually got married. And yeah, yes, you're hearing that red like Mackenzie waited seven years sounds like to your husband. Yes. Yeah. How? Yeah. How did your husband? I get There's a jaw drop moment. Yeah. And I totally, I totally get that. Before we got married, I was a virgin. And I did discover that I couldn't have sex until I got married. And so it was the wedding night, which you think is going to be most beautiful, was not. And I would be in a seven year journey. It was almost seven years, a little over six and a half years where I would discover why I couldn't have sex. And that is correct. I didn't have sex. I needed multiple doctors, multiple counselors to figure out the whys of the entire journey. Um, but my husband is there the whole time to see sure being very faithful. Yeah. That's incredible. So for you, it was almost like a two or three fold physical reason, yes. emotional reason, spiritual reason, all of the above. Why couldn't you have sex? And do you think in your listening might be in that same boat potentially? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people that deal with the things I deal with, maybe not to the extreme that I've dealt with, but I have encountered many girls after getting married that have experienced a lot of the things I've experienced, spiritually speaking. Mm-hmm. So from an emotional standpoint, I grew up in the church and the purity culture though well-intended, created a lot of shame around this subject for me. And I did not realize that until I got married. You know, we have this idea of sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. Until it's not, it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. And you're just all of a sudden supposed to be able to get this or understand. And for me personally, I experienced that pressure. And it was the wedding night before I left the wedding is when you really could see that something emotionally was also wrong. It wasn't just uh, the purity culture and the sexual purity um, from God's point of view. And you were excited to get married. I was like, yeah, it's that. Absolutely. Love Zach so much. Absolutely. Sweetheart. High school sweetheart. Stated for five years. Loved to. Was so ready to get married. And the night came when you're supposed to exit the wedding, but I was not, not having it. And I remember it right before I left, I just started sobbing to my mom. And I was not excited to leave the venue. That's when you could really see something mentally was going on. I didn't have enough emotional awareness of myself to realize that something was going on. And I remember my mom was like, let's take you to a private room. And so instead of having the normal exit where everyone cheers you on and you're pumped to leave, I did not have that. I drove away on the golf cart to where we got ready with Zach and my parents sobbing. And I got in the room and just cried and my mom was like, Mackenzie, are you afraid to have sex? And I remember the moment she passed it, I looked at her and went silent. That's when I realized for the first moment that looking back, there was an emotional component that I would once figure out. So I experienced all the emotional trauma that would surface years later in counseling. 
the emotional piece. And then there's so much more to the story I see this, but in short, I would then figure out physically um, through being under exams for um, anesthesia or a pep exam when they were discovered that there were some physical things I needed to work on as well. And I was in physical therapy for three um, days a week for 14 months. Um, so it was physical, mental, and emotional. I was doing healing in all three subject matters. Yeah. To like search me, Lord, and in my class. Yeah. And I part. Yeah. And I part of my years were working. Yeah. Know them. Everything that you have been. Yeah. Yeah. And it would heal well. Yeah. And I love to like, start off with that jaw drop moment because I think it is you have to sometimes have these outlandish testimonies and moments um, to almost shock people to the point yeah. of like, well, I do mean to do inner work. Yeah. It's almost, I think, impressed with his presence where it's like, pretend they're not the eyes and they're not there and be so excited. I feel like there's just such this curiosity that I think if that's not talked about in a way of preparation right. without opening pre I should say, how do I just like turn it on? Absolutely. I think there needs to be these conversations one, so people are going into yeah. relationships the same where we're like, they're scared, unprepared, absolutely. They don't even know who to turn to. Absolutely. So much of a discovery that happens between a man and a wife. Yeah. When you get married. But I'm not. With Kinsey and I had conversations like, hey, woman to woman. Yeah. Without bringing, you know, you into the room. So I'd say there's so much of our lives that happen uh, relationally. Yeah. That I think we're not having those components. So we are going out to the world. It's like, well, what a movie showcase, right? And what does society say? They're like, that is so almost anything you see in movies, whether it's birth, absolutely false. Like, how you fall in love? Oh, it's not the reality at all. Absolutely. So you're saying that there is a way that sometimes we encounter things, yeah, and it hinder it hides, yeah, almost in our body. Yeah. What was that experience like of like? Uncovered. Well, I've been hiding these things so deep, I didn't even know they were in there. Yeah, and they're manifesting physically. Yes, it has been um, a few-year journey that I discovered how much I'm a huge fan of this book called "The Body Keeps a Score," and it is a psychologist that talks about how trauma manifests itself physically in the body, and there are studies that show emotional trauma can be trapped in the physical body, and your body can respond that way. And I. I will never forget that this was so proven right when I got out of the pap exam that I was under, under anesthesia. She came out to me, she said, everything was good. I just want you to know that you, you fought us in your sleep. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? And she said, everything was good, except you did fight us and took a few men to hold your legs down, which shows you I was under anesthesia. The mind is not a part of this. The body remembers. And I remember that is the moment I had several doctors that were in process with me asking me if I've ever been sexually abused. And typically, I've heard it said that sexual abuse will show up in that way, and it will. But there wasn't a lot of doctors understanding quite yet that the emotional side can affect the physical as well. And my physical therapist that I spent time with my counselors really started to discover that the emotional abuse that I experienced as a child in the church specifically, which plays a really big part in the the discovery here, is I was wounded by a lot of people as a pastor's kid. I was pulled out um, of classes and people had conversation, conversations with me, excuse me, a lot of pressure that I was expected to do for them or if I wasn't good enough and just a lot of things that I never talked about. And over time that compacted in my 
my nervous system and this pressure to not fail. Mm-hmm. Almost like you didn't have a release. Yes. I, I did not release very well. I didn't talk about it. And years later, when my parents found out, they're like, why did you tell us this? And I was like, I don't, I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge indicator of what I talk a lot about, which is emotional intelligence, which is your ability to recognize your emotions and the emotional state of others around you. I didn't have any understanding of that to even know to talk about emotions. So I was filled with so many emotional wounds that literally affected my body and just closed up until I can emotionally start processing. And I went through several types of trauma therapy to release emotional and memories left and right started surfacing. Mm-hmm. And as it did, you could actually see the physical change to the body and healing would be coming in all single, all of the places singularly and together. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind is such a powerful tool. Like even what you're saying, that yeah. you have these incidents that happen that your brain keeps but does not allow you to release. You're saying there was very instances that led this pain, but your body, I don't know what it is. I'm really interested to read more about it, but I've heard people, because it is so painful, Yeah. if you don't have that emotional intelligence yet, then you have to like, literally physically cannot yep. unlock those to process them. So what you're saying, emotional intelligence is so powerful and you share on that in your book. Yes, uh, we'll talk about the book too later because I know people will probably want to find that, but what I want to preface here is we're, we're saying trauma, we're saying pain, you're saying abuse, and that uh, those words you can either sound over-encompassing or almost sometimes I think it's a scapegoat. Yeah, like, well, that was trauma, so there I can't deal with it. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, as I've done research on shame for for the book for breaking what, what broke you is trauma is anything that happens to you and you're unable to move forward. Yes. So what you're saying of emotional intelligence, I think, is such a key. So absolutely. You know, whether you've had a really horrifying, like problematic, trauma-filled relationship, or it's like one small yeah. incident, right? Whatever it is, it's like you are the key. And I think this is so much as believers is. God gives you the keys to process. Like nobody's story um, is the same, but he gives us the same tools to open oh our like through the blood of the lamb, through the power of our testimony. So this emotional intelligence, yeah, I think it's one, a really key psychological aspect, but also in tandem with being believers, it's like a spirit-led yes, ability. Oh my gosh, yes, to be able to overcome. So emotional intelligence, yeah. That's why I think it's important. Why do you think it's important or how we cultivate it? Well, I believe emotional intelligence plays in every single thing you do in your life. It can dictate how you view every relationship. Mm-hmm. It also can dict- dictate your friendships, your leadership, not even from that standpoint, but just how you engage in and lies with your family. Emotional intelligence is the foundation when it's with the word I want to say that when it's with the Lord, it can be the foundation that changes everything for you. Wait, this is something you really walk through and seeing how, yeah, you can paint you if you don't have it. Yes. Emotional awareness and how God talks about the emotions of the heart. God is a God that feels and that loves and knows how to experience a relationship in an intimate way that he designed. And if you don't know God's intimacy in his heart, with he is an emotional being and the church has walked away from that out of fear out of unknowns and and maybe haven't been taught it and god has walked me through such an awareness of 
who he is in my heart and how he says he thinks of my mind and my emotions and the way I think and feel. And in that is what set me free to engage emotionally with Zach, my husband. Not only him, but my family. It's all, it's like all of a sudden I had eyes to see what the spirit of truth had to say. I had eyes to see what God said when he sent his son to die for our spirit, our soul, and our body. That's good. He died for all three equally. And there's this healthy balance that comes in. And I believe that it can change your world when you ask the Holy Spirit, what is your sit? What does your heart say about my feelings? What do you say? Was my feelings being hurt? This happened to me. What do I do with that? Mm -hmm. And then he walks you through giving those feelings to him and you can experience what it's like for him to come heal your actual heart, which is your emotional self. And in that will change your perspective because the more you're blocked, the more you're cutting off relationship. You're cutting off intimacy with people, which is exactly what happened in my marriage. I was not able to be intimate because I had so many broken pieces of my heart that needed to be healed that I blocked him. And so God came in and healed. And he was like, this is me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch that. Experience my love, that I can experience it with someone else. And I believe that that is how he intended it, all of us to be with each other, is to know God's heart in, in the emotional realm so that we can love how he loves. Amen. There's about 10 things there that I wish I could just try on. I have all of them. What sticks out to me, hearing your testimony, there's no way that you and Zach should be uh, even better by now started, that you should be parents. I know you guys got to this point of, okay, we can finally have sex, you know, have good sex, and then you have a baby. I plan you and your husband in this, but you're like, okay, we, we got through this hurdle, and like, what's next for our family? Yeah. Um, like, let's continue to explore with like bravery and courage, different levels of intimacy, and not be afraid of those. I'm thinking if I'm someone that's single watching this or listening to this, how do I, one, have that emotional intelligence to know myself so that I can, like you said, have that relationship with the Lord? That is the blueprint, I will say. There is any successful relationship, whether it's a friendship, yes, a marriage, and then use that to have successful relationships. Like, how do we prepare ourselves in singleness to have healthy marriages? Like, what are the key? I would say maybe focuses. You have to, they should have the conversations around so that they should ask themselves and ask God, you know, that we're not, you haven't belonged to you. Like, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I can go in for hours on this. I think in stewarding our, our lives, God has a steward, our spirit, our soul, and our body. And so I am a firm believer in um, checking up on all three parts. Mm-hmm. Do a basic check. Um, go to the doctors, get a physical, get a physical, <laughs> let's see how you respond. They did a physical and even not just three months before you get married, because I went in for my first physical where they would do a pat or tried to do a pap exam. I didn't actually successfully do it. Oh, didn't beat anybody up that day. No, didn't beat anyone up that day. Almost. <laughs> three months before I was married. And initially when I came in, when they tried, I had a full panic attack right. in this room on the cold, sterile paper, but it won't affect me, right? I mean, like it was anyone's exactly. Which brings me to my next point of that is make sure that your doctor search around with people, find out who they like as a doctor, find out 
different doctors are not equipped to handle certain women's issues. I'll just say that. I had several doctors I went through until I found someone who could handle my emotional state. Some want to get you in and out. So I would say, ask around, find out from wives, from mothers who have gone through it and say, who, who was your doctor? Who was your gynecologist? Who do you feel comfortable with? And then go that route, get a check out, get a check out and see um, what's going on. Maybe there's a discovery there and you don't want to be dealing with that three months before you get married. You don't want to deal with it the night you're married and figure out this is not working. We'll also throw this little point in there because this is a huge piece. I will say that a lot of girls don't know, um, but if you have a hard time with the tampon, just saying this, that's a good indicator that you need to go get something with that. And um, that's not common knowledge a lot of times, knowing that pelvic health, if tampons are harder for you or you struggle with some, you want to get looked at right away just because there could be some things you could do muscularly to help relax that and get that ready to go before you even are thinking about marriage. That can be before you're even married. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part. And then emotionally, I would say, I'm also an advocate for emotional health and just finding a good counselor. Now, going all the time, you know, that's different. I, I believe that I needed a season where I was devoted to that and I believe God directed that. And then years have gone by and Every now and then, God says, I'll need our emotional checkups. And so I'm like, okay. And so he said, just be aware that if I ever say, hey, I just want you to check in to go to, talk to a counselor one time a year as a family. Just see where you're at. Be a healthy um, locator. Maybe they're seeing something you're not. And, you know, keeps you in a healthy balance. And I've done that just one time this year. And I'm good to go. And that's with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, pastoral and being in a church, being in a faith community, that's number one that goes before all the other ones. And when you have that in order and the leader of your heart is God, he will lead you into all truths. Matthew says, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truths. That is the scripture of my life. When he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide me into all truths. And he reveals all things. And that's exactly what he did. So when you know the spirit of truth, he will guide you and reveal what needs to be revealed. And as long as that's going on, everything else is going to be checked off because the spirit of truth is in charge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great one to preface, especially as even having this conversation is this isn't, oh, we need to have like the best yeah, euphoric sex like yeah. advice. And it's like, no, well, I want to make sure that if I'm walking in believing I'm going to be a wife. Yeah. And that's going to be an intimate, thriving relationship. That's when we check on these things. It's yeah. not to, you know, not have this exploration. Exactly. It's just like, y'all yeah, tend to dwell what we're doing. As in, you said this earlier, God gives us our mind, our body, our soul, our spirit. And so often, I think it is, we wait until a red flag pops up. Yep. To get a check. Yeah. Like, Wait till the end. I'm like, yeah, like you've just been way more money and way more time. Absolutely. And I don't think our body and our feelings and our heart are really aligned to the point that we think they should be. I agree. Or led the way that they should be. The red flags I experienced when I was in high school was like, well, I don't feel loved. So how do I search out an antidote for that from the world? Yeah. Someone give me attention. Uh, I need to get a boyfriend and then if we would take more pauses yeah to not just think this is trauma this is mental health i think those are key high boards right now to where they out be like stream or like over sensual on this rather than checkpoints right i think that's great can you put it let me check in with the lord let yeah. him search my heart yep let him search my emotions 
Search. Yeah. Search my body. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, um, why did my first jabs? And so I think walking, like you're saying, guys, I shouldn't you hear this? What we could be saying is walking in freedom is something that should be so ease, like, and yoke is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Pure shit, I feel tense, reacting, full eyes, she would feel like an exhortation. Yes. Like, I just think of Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Like, look forward in hopeful anticipation of the people that are encouraging you and yeah. say, this is the way we should and let's have endurance. And yeah, I think I'm enough. You wrote a book on this called Why Orange. What is the key premise? The takeaway for that book, because I think that's what yeah. I was saying here. We're highlighting. Yeah, it's the discovery and the journey you get to see in the walkout spirit, soul, body discovery in order to experience freedom and sexual intimacy. I want to say as well, the book isn't actually just about sex. It's hugely walking through emotional health. And what I mean by that is uh, part of the book is you get to discover how I figured out whether I had emotional intelligence or not. I, I think a really cool point I want to acknowledge a second ago, you said in high school, you recognize, I don't feel, um, was it being worse? Yeah, that felt loved or loved. So, yeah, so you were looking for that. I was a step before that, that I couldn't even discover it that hard. I didn't even put to language that that was an issue I also dealt with. And so in my discovery, it's as if I started on ground zero. I couldn't even figure out why I did what I did. Hence the title, why weren't there's there's so much to it. And in the end of every chapter, there's questions that help you. If you don't even know whether you have emotional intelligence, it starts to probe that conversation to locate whether you do or don't. Mm. That's a huge part of it. And then this is like a better BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a really good way to discover whether you do or not, and then can also show you the power of victory um, as well, which I, I think it's great to have books of people's journeys, but it's even the word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the land and the word of our testimony. There's something different when you have the testimony of Jesus on it that can produce the fruit that you want, which is freedom. And so I'm thankful that I ended with freedom and my sweet baby in the end of the book, just <laughs> which I also want to add this in here. We did talk about this, but I have a huge heart for this too. And you commented on it intimacy and emotional awareness can affect your children highly <laughs> your mothering the greater emotional intelligence you have will also affect how you grow your children <laughs> and that is so so crucial of how god wants them to understand how he created us as well and so we don't want to replicate brokenness right we want to show freedom <laughs> so that they grow up and show freedom and they will Yes, break up with what broke you. Like, yeah, it is. It, 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 and that's amazing. I saw something recently that says that your body holds the DNA, not just for yeah. your genetic makeup, but for your future mess. And like, yeah, what you carry emotionally. Like, we thought it was, oh, just don't smoke. Yeah, I'll be It was like, no, live in freedom. Yes, to have free children. And I was so proud of the way I carried as a pregnancy. I think it was a mission for me personally. And don't take a single Tylenol no. or anything. And that's a whole other rabbit hole. But you're like, yes, he did it. And, did it. and then I saw that. I was like, oh crap, I'm still dead. I'm done. Again, if you're single, pregnancy might just seem like a far off idea. Well, I have my hobby. I'm not. 
But it's true for our marriages too. Yeah, but what we walk in freedom now, now it carries into our marriage. Yes. I talk about this in other episodes, but we think we'll get healed when we're married and solve all our problems. But it's like, no, you're really a hodgepodge. It'll be full dead. So like have that relationship and that healing with the Lord now. Yeah. Have that, you know, it said in the book, sexual, but also moved out. Uh, healing now in your singleness. So go check out the book. It's wherever books are sold. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Amazon as well. Okay. And then Mackenzie is on this journey of sharing more and teachings and dad's on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and he has some other exciting that just coming out. Do you want to just share your handle or things for people to connect with you? Yeah. Um, you can find more information at Mackenzie Brielle. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And then you can also go to whyorangebook.com to find the book and other resources that will be coming out shortly. Dennis. Yeah. TBD. Yes, it's TBD. Well, thank you for sharing your testimony. I think it is really healing and releasing for a lot of people. If you enjoyed this conversation, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe so we can bring more to you. And we will see you really next time.